Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Springs Mental Health Summit, a summit for parents, teachers, neighbors, and friends to talk about mental health in our community. For more information, go to springsummit.org. Here's your host, Trevor Sharon. Thank you for joining us on Candid Conversations today. I'm excited about this podcast because uh, it's something that uh, I've found a lot of value in talking about. We are going to be talking about humility today and specifically about humility versus self-deprecation and how the thoughts that we have about ourselves and the inner talking that we do uh, has an effect on our bodies. Dr. Mayfield, as we go into this conversation um would you mind just defining for us or setting up a foundation for what the difference between humility and self-deprecation could be? Um, it's interesting. I think humility is something that uh, we, I think, put out there in this kind of ethereal state of um, I'm going to be humble in the situation or I'm going to be um, what's, I don't want to use the same word in the same, you know, to describe yeah. it. So, uh, uh, I'm going to be selfless, right? I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to put myself before somebody else. And, and we kind of get that understand. That's, that's what humility is. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people, uh, that have been taking that to the, the nth degree where they get walked all over. Uh, then it becomes this, the storytelling that, uh, I don't matter, or I'm less than uh, because now that story or that pattern keeps happening where in their mind and the, maybe in the genuineness of their heart, they want to be humble and they want to be selfless, but they don't set boundaries. They don't put up parameters of what that looks like, or they have a misinformation of what humility looks like. And now it becomes this uh, um, almost cycle of negative storytelling uh, that changes how they interact and operate in the world. You made a correlation that I think between two things that I think are actually pretty distinct of humility and selflessness. Uh, do you see them as the same or because I would say that I think they're pretty different. I think maybe they're on the same spectrum. That's a, I, I like that idea. If you want to yeah. look at it that way. Continuum, maybe, maybe the same continuum. Um, but no, they, I, they are different. And that's I think therein lies the problem, especially in um just our community in general, whether it be from a, a, a faith community and their discussion around humility and selflessness, or even just from a, a social impact, social justice, or even just a, a hey, I want to be a good person in my in my world, uh, we get those two confused. Yeah. Uh, and so I think this is a good conversation that we're having today because, like I said, they, they can lead to uh, spiraling out of control to a place of self-deprecation yeah and of, of negative storytelling. So let's look at humility. So I think this idea of humility is uh, understanding, uh, this is my way of understanding it. So you tell me, I wanna hear from you too, and I want our listeners to kind of wrestle with this too, because I think this is kind of this definition that it's not gonna be a, a solid black and white definition. Uh, and I think if you go to uh, some of the religious texts and that kind of stuff, it might have a more of a solid foundation. Uh, in, in a definition, but in its application, I think is where it really uh, becomes um, situational, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm babbling right now, but for me, humility is this idea of understanding 
who I am and my place in this world. And I'm choosing to consider my accomplishments, my efforts, uh, my, you know, everything that I've done. And I'm considering how that impacts you. And I'm going to react accordingly and not in a way that is prideful or selfish, but is, okay, you know, I, I might be this person. Let's say I might be well-known or I might be uh, accomplished, but that really doesn't matter when it comes to being in relationship with you because who you are and who you've been created to be matters just as much in this relationship, if not more. And there's that, that interaction between how we treat each other. Uh, so if I came to you and said, look at me, look what I've done, look what I've done, you need to bow to my wishes, you know, that's pride, that's conceitedness, that's uh, non-humility. But if I come to you and say, hey, man, you know, let's, let's get to know each other and, and you know, don't look at these things that I've done or behind me. I mean, that's just where I'm at, but how can I enter into a relationship with you? That's kind of how I understand it. Um, what do you think? There's a really beautiful metaphor that C.S. Lewis uses. And actually, I like your definition too, because I think it, humility is so multifaceted. Uh, and so your perspective is different than mine on different sides of it that I'd never really thought about before. But C.S. Lewis has this metaphor that I really loved about an architect who builds, who builds towers. Mm. And he said that the, and I think it was C.S. Lewis, that the individual who builds the tower uh, can be humble by acknowledging the accomplishment as if somebody else had done it. And it does two things to me is it reminds me that I should be celebrating the successes of others and doing that well, uh, and that I should be celebrating my successes in the same way. So it's not, oh, look at my tower. It's so cool. It's the best tower in the world. It's Real, I think more specific than that. Look at this tower. Look at this certain infrastructure. The doorways are really cool in this one. And I can say that same thing about anyone else. And right. um, I think that what I learned reading that um, was that humility is really based out of a foundation of identity. You have to know who you are. You have to have a good uh, ability to see you see yourself. Well, here's an example. And I, I know I joke about this with you quite a bit and, you know, I, I do it in jest, but it's not. The truth behind it is, is that your success to me yeah. is of utmost importance to me. Like, you know, we've, we've, our, our story of getting to know each other has been from kind of this mental relationship to coworker to friendship. And yeah. it's kind of all mixed in there. Jumbled all together. All jumbled all together. Right. Yeah. Figuring, yeah. figuring that out. But, uh, but as I think about your success, my hope and in my relationship with you is yeah. I want to make you the best person that you can be. And if that means that you far out succeed anything that I've ever done, awesome. And I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to love that. And that's the goal. And it's not this, well, you know, how did uh, we're like, wait a minute, right. you know, now he's outshining me. And I'm like, no, right. that's not what that's all about at all. Yeah. It's about how do we, and, and, and the hope then is that you find somebody someday Right. To reciprocate that to you, right? But it's not this comparing, well, his tower is this tall and his tower is this tall and why is mine this wait, wait, what you know, what happened? I taught him everything I knew. And like And that word that you just mentioned, comparing, I think is so detrimental to humility. Absolutely. Oh, sure. I remember in my early years when I was doing some youth ministry stuff up in the mountains, it was like, Oh, how big is your youth group? And how big is your <laughs> youth group? Like who you know, but it's that 
we we drive you know the success model of size you know how big how many people you're drawing in how much money are you how much getting? money you're making that kind yeah. of stuff uh defeats humility uh 10 times out of 10 yeah and it's it uh, it can sneak up on us totally and i think if we the the comparison can do two things it can make us prideful or it can cause us to fall into that self-deprecation where i have the smallest tower Nobody cares about my tower. Nobody cares about the size of my youth group. It doesn't matter. Nothing right. matters. I'm worthless. Sure. And it just spirals into this. And I think we can see self-deprecation getting further and further away from identity, where we start off saying, look at this tower. It's shorter than everyone else's, something that we've done, that we've created, that's a little bit more objective. Like, sure, your tower can be smaller. That doesn't mean anything about its meaning. But then we spiral into... Now I'm worthless. Right. And the connection is so, so thin in that. Well, and I'm glad you bring that up. And this is where I want to plug shamelessly uh, the Springs Mental Health Summit that's coming up in Colorado Springs uh, on November 3rd, 8 in the morning to 8 at night. Uh, you can go to springssummit.org if you're interested in, in the uh, what's going on with that. But our keynote speaker is Dr. Caroline Leaf. And if you don't know who she is, I would really encourage our listeners to go uh, check her out. Uh, I think it's uh, drleaf.com is her website. Uh, she's a prolific author, cognitive neuroscientist, and she she's she talks through this idea how uh, our thinking actually changes our DNA. And so when we're talking about this idea of humility and uh, selflessness versus uh, kind of the spiraling out of control self-deprecation. There's something that happens in in our DNA expression. And she talks about this idea, you know, of that uh, that when we think a certain way, let's say think negatively, think in a self-deprecation, you know, a lot of us, nobody tells us we're stupid growing up, you know, and but somehow we come to the conclusion that when we mess up, we're somehow stupid. Now, obviously, that's not everybody's story. Uh, some people's stories that are listening that they had parents tell them that they were stupid and they were worthless, right? And that still enhances that spiraling of out of control and the self-deprecation piece. But what she says in the in the book is that um, the thinking actually has the potential to unzip uh, DNA expression through epigenetics. And so how our DNA expresses itself. So epi, epi means over. So the kind of the, the over... Uh, arching piece of the genes and how it allows how the gene expresses itself versus what gets unzipped or unlocked and what doesn't uh, is largely due to our thoughts. And she, she makes some pretty, um, and they feel like wild claims in her book, Switch on Your Brain. But as you look at the science of it all, uh, it makes a lot of sense that, um, I'm, I'm going to screw this up, it's, it's around 90% of uh, our th thinking controls how we feel react, interact, behave, and our health, 90%. And I might be off by five or, five or six, you know, uh, percentage points on either side, but that's a big deal. Yeah. And so for our listeners to go, uh, let's take a step back and how am I interacting and reacting with myself first, that, that, that identity piece? Is it a, uh, is it a place of uh, confident humility or is it a place of self-deprecation? Um, and I think, I know for myself, I vacillate 
based on my own story and based on my own woundedness, I vacillate back and forth. Yeah. I'd like to think that I'm more on the confident humility side, but let's be honest that that that's a uh, takes a lot of work. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really important concept of if we have on one side the pride and just being haughty. And on the other side, having the self-deprecation, humility is found somewhere in the middle a lot of the times. Yeah. And I think what I've found in my own life is it's really important for me to have people in my life that can call out either one. And sometimes it feels better to be called out on the self-deprecation, but not always. Sometimes that sucks. And a lot of the times it sucks to be called out on the pride and haughtiness. Uh, Sometimes it feels really encouraging. Um, but having people around you who can call that out, because I mean, we've fallen into this trap either way, where our neural pathways are much stronger to think that way than humility. And so to have people in our lives like you who can come, who, who, who are able to come to me and say, Hey, Trevor, you said something yesterday and it came across as really prideful. And then there's a check that I go back and I say, okay, what was the purpose in saying that? And I can kind of evaluate it and go back to more of a humble thing of like, oh, okay. And I think it takes humility to accept correction like that. Well, it does. Because if we don't have the humility to accept correction, we either go into this uh, F you mentality yep. or we go into this F me mentality. Totally. Right. So it's the, I'm going to, you know, me against the world or me against myself. Yeah. And, and humility is this, okay, that stung. That didn't feel good. Right. There's some truth to that. Let's figure this out and go, okay, I'm going to take this piece of what he or she said, because that's true. But this one, uh, they didn't really know me very well, so I'm not sure about that one. And right, you kind of tweak. And that's the teachableness piece that we talked about in earlier podcasts of how do we, we grow through teachableness. Yeah. Um, but it's all integrated into itself. And it's a... Uh, something that we don't learn unless we have people in our life that are willing to take that risk of, 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 I might hurt your feelings, but your growth is more important to me than your feelings in this moment. And I'm not going to do it in a, you know, uh, evil, right. Condescending way. I shouldn't, uh, hopefully hopefully wouldn't, wouldn't, but it's more of the, uh, who you are, your identity is more important. Uh, to to be developed in this. Right. I really, there's a business concept that I really like called the Jar Jar Binks concept. Oh, well, and nice. So if okay. you've ever seen... The, Wait a second. It's It's been almost... We're, what episode it's are we in now? And we've, we've two brought decades <laughs> since the, the original, like the 2000s Star Wars trilogy came Dang. out. Uh, and it, if you don't know anything about it, there was this character called Jar Jar Binks that came across as pretty racist and... Um, was really super annoying and his popularity ratings were through the floor. Um, and um, George Lucas, who came up with this concept, had a couple ideas and a couple of them could have gone really, really well if he had had the guts to stick with it. Um, but he didn't because of all of the hate mail that he was getting about this character. Um, but the business concept is that you always want to have somebody in your life who will be able to call you out on your Jar Jar Binks ideas. The ideas that really should not go further than just an idea. (laughs) And George Lucas, you know, this idea has it, 
didn't have that person. And so Jar Jar Binks came to be. And it was a total flop and really tarnished the concept. Um, And so having the people in our lives who are able to say, you know what? That's a really bad idea. Or, hey, you know what? You're thinking in this kind of light. You're talking about yourself in this way that I don't think is the best. And I, I want to hear you talk more honestly about who you are than saying you're awful or saying that you're greater than you are. What's the role of, uh, the, it should be the role of a good parent, mm. right? Mm-hmm. As, you're, as you're guiding and cr- uh, growing your child and let's say your child gets in trouble and uh, you're disciplining, not punishing, right? Difference, disciplining, right. discipleship, teaching. Punishment is, in my opinion, no point. Uh, but the discipline piece where you're coming alongside and, and walking through it, uh, many of you that are parents are going to listen to this and go, what is your kid's typical reaction when they get in trouble and you're mm-hmm. working on discipline? I'm so stupid. Why did I mess up? Right? And that's a reflection on how they see their identity in that yeah. moment. And so coming alongside and helping to speak humility and teachableness into that moment versus self-deprecation, you know, and you also want to build that confidence. Yes, you messed up and you're human. Yeah. doesn't mean you're stupid. You speak those words of life into building up that identity. As a human race, uh, we err on self-deprecation. Yep. Right? Uh, unless we've been severely wounded as a child or anything like that, then we might err on pride or narcissism. But for the most part, as a human race, we err on uh, self-deprecation and to have somebody in your life that go, you can counter that and then speak those, those, uh, words of, of truth and identity over you is what helps foster that ability to be humble. Yeah. There's a challenge that I've had to sit with and still am sitting with cause it's hard. Um, and, and, um, I, I want to kind of practice it with you, Dr. Mayfield of, um, having somebody encourage you and then saying that to yourself because it's so much harder. Yep. Because I can sit here and I can say, Mark, you are a phenomenal leader who has such an entrepreneurial heart and you've started a, uh, a an incredibly powerful organization through Mayfield Counseling Centers that has impacted this community and hundreds and hundreds of lives and will continue to. And you have cared for your staff in such a beautiful and wonderful way. And you are such a excellent father and husband and you care for your family. And all of those things are true. Like I, I, I genuinely believe that all of those are true. And so that's something that you can hold as kind of a plumb line of like, sure. okay, Trevor thinks this is true. There are other people that have confirmed that this is, this is accurate information. Right. Um, and then the challenge would be now well, you right. have to go home this afternoon. And before you go to bed, you have to say all those things as I statements. Right. And that is so difficult. Oh man! I mean, as you're saying, as you're saying these things, I'm like, thank you. And I'm sitting there going, ah, <laughs> "That's hard." I mean, how do I take that in a way that does, you know? And that's that's the, I think there's the there's the line right of yeah. going, okay, I can I can take that from a humility standpoint uh, because I can't fight how he sees yep. these things, even if I have a hard time believing those about myself. Right. But I need to go home. And repeat those things as I statements to build up that confidence uh, so that I can, you know, lead better or walk with humility. But but hearing that, and we I, we did this with Challenge Day uh, at, at District 49 Vista Ridge last week with students where we're talking about 
you know, go five, five things good about yourself. Yep. And you're sitting there going, uh, yeah. you know, and, and it was really hard for the students to do too, which is indicative of, of this culture that we don't spend time uh, really reflecting on who we are or having people speak into us in that way. And I think that's, I think that's a great example of how we instill uh, the confident humility yep. that, that needs to happen. And the opposite may happen where you feel really comfortable saying those things about yourself and then you find yourself saying them to other people. That may be a sign that maybe you're erring on the side of the audience. Hey, you know, hey, I'm, pretty, I'm this. I'm pretty good. I'm awesome. <laughs> right. there's, there's a level of, and I think, I think the spectrum idea that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is really beautiful because I don't think there's any one spot that is the right spot. Well, we talked about, you and I have talked about this on numerous occasions uh, throughout the last couple of years of this idea that we live in tension and life is just tension. This is kind of my existentialism coming out, but it's this idea that just being in this world and in life, there's certain tensions that we have to deal with. And so there's, if we look at uh, humility and pride or um, self-deprecation and pride as this tension, right. Of this rubber band that's being stretched and we've got to find, you know, the sweet spot on there. Um, but even, you know, we could take it going self-deprecation, humility, or humility and pride, these different tensions where uh, if we pull too tight, the rubber band's going to snap, but if we don't pull enough, it's not going to be stretched. And so I think all of us go through this uh, in our life or should be going through this in our life where we're like, you know, um, man, I feel like I'm humble, but then people are telling me that I'm getting walked all over and I'm not taking care of myself to, yeah, you know, you probably shouldn't have said that from stage. It sounded very prideful <laughs> or, you know, and those kinds of yeah. things where it's, that, I mean, that's anything. That's, we have tension in our marriages. We have tension in being parents. We have tension in our faith. We have tension in our work. And uh, many of us are uncomfortable with tension. And so we run from it. And instead, embracing the tension and allowing it to teach us and help us grow. Well, and I like talking about working out. If you go to the gym and you have no tension in your muscles, what's the point? Like, you're not going to get anywhere. There needs to be tension in your muscles engaging with the exercise that you're doing in in order for any amount of growth to do. And if you're not sitting with that tension, if we continue with the metaphor of muscles, those muscles are going to atrophy. They're going to go away. And I think the same thing can happen in our life with these tensions. If we're not embracing the tension or, you know, pushing it and trying it and working with it um, and finding a good taut level, um, which I could probably find some way to tie in taught with teaching and you're being taught. And there's a pun there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Just tweet it at me. Quit, quit while you're ahead. Yeah. There. <laughs> um, but I think that if we aren't able to sit with that, we aren't growing and we will eventually find that we have lost um, a good amount of our ability to sit with that. And so it might be hard for some of our listeners to embrace that tension because you've been experiencing so much slack and not engaging that tension uh, in the way that you might've been able to. And so we want to encourage you go for it. Yeah. I mean, start with something. Well, and for those of you that are maybe uh, been introduced to the podcast in season two, um, we encourage you to go back and listen to season one because we talk about these types of things. How do you get people in your life uh, that are safe in relationship and, and able to speak these truths? How do you stretch yourself in, in you know, growth mindset versus fixed mindset? There's a lot of 
great resources uh, in season one that can really uh, can help you in uh, these conversations. And, and one of the things that we're hoping to do uh, here in season two is to provide some bonus episodes that that go a little bit deeper uh, from season one. We've gotten some great feedback from our listeners that say, hey, this is great, but I want I need some more meat. And so we're going to go back and look at that. And this might be one that we come back to and talk it more, more in depth. Um, but my challenge for you today, as you listen, is, is who in your life do you have that can be that challenge for you? And who in your life are you challenging in a way that is life-giving and is, is in the, in the place of humility going, I'm the interest of this person is beyond my own because I know I have somebody in my life that's taking care of, you know, and, and it's that reciprocal nature of, of care. Yeah. Uh, and don't be afraid to uh, ask for feedback. It might not be easy to hear, but uh, it is a definitely a great way to, to grow. And so thank you for listening today. And we look forward to, uh, you know, this season as we uh, grow in uh, challenging you to be better human beings. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash candidconversations. And check out our Facebook page, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield.